Good Eisenberg. Welcome to your favorite podcast. The name of the show is Eisenberg. My name is Ian Eisenberg. Each episode, I interview people that I find interesting. Some of them I know, others I don't. Today's guest is Jason Da Silva. He's an Emmy-winning filmmaker. He had a film called When I Walk, which documented his own personal battle with multiple sclerosis. He has since been an advocate of making sure people know places that are accessible to the disabled. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Da Silva. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to say my guest today is Jason Da Silva. He is an Emmy-winning filmmaker, and he has a very interesting, powerful story, and I'm glad that he's our guest today. So welcome, Jason, to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to talk to you. Excellent. It's been a long time. So it's been a great experience. I know over the last few years, just seeing how your career has gone and your life has gone, and uh, it's just amazing. I think one of the really great things, which I'm definitely going to be sharing and wherever I'm promoting the show, was your acceptance speech for your Emmy. How did you, how was that experience for you, winning an Emmy? That, that was bizarre. Because, well, first off, I didn't think that I would win. I definitely didn't think I would win the Emmy. When I started When I Walk, I didn't even think that I would be up for even being nominated for an Emmy. I thought that an Emmy was something that goes to... I don't know. I just thought it was much more difficult to receive an Emmy than it... It obviously is difficult to receive an Emmy, but I didn't think that I would ever be in the running for it. Especially not with this with this film, but uh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere, and whether you felt you deserved it or thought you had a chance, you have it, and you'll always be that Emmy winner, and that's amazing. So, so yeah. for, for so for people who have who don't know much about you, here, tell us a little about your story and um, and how you became a filmmaker and how it led to this big moment with when I walk yeah so I was a filmmaker for 12 years before I did the film when I walk which won an Emmy and I had made six films so mostly short films before that and uh, they were all documentaries so I had been working with they were on different issues so mostly about issues of ethnic identity retention. So that talent, how you relate to your home country if you're born and raised outside in a host country. So like being from, so myself being, I'm from India, but I was born in the U.S., you know. So that's a good example. So I made uh, three or four different films like that. But what happened was the first one they did um, I was 21 years old, and it played at the Sundance Film Festival. So I was this, like, bright-eyed filmmaker 
I didn't know I wanted to be a filmmaker. I was a visual artist more than a filmmaker. And then I got into Sundance. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll be a filmmaker. So I did that. But the films kept selling to PBS. So a, a particular strand of PBS called PBS POV. I think I showed one or two on HBO too. But I really liked working with PBS just because they're good people and it's um, it's just good, good, strong um, journalistic stories that PBS produces. And I enjoyed it, so I kept that relationship going. So all the way till When I Walk, they're the ones that showed When I Walk and won the Emmy for me, basically. So PBS got the Emmy, PBS POV, and I got the Emmy as well, but it's a collaboration between the broadcaster and the filmmaker as well. That's amazing. And tell us a little bit about what led to When I Walk and your personal story and why you made the decision to share such a personal story with the public and with the world. Oh, yeah, sure. So I didn't want to... I didn't want to do When I Walk. Like, I, I didn't want to put my story out there. I never have done a film. It's called Participatory Documentary. So it's kind of like Michael Moore and Morgan Spurlock. So they're filmmakers that participate in their own film but putting themselves on camera and telling the story, telling their story by being following the story, by being on camera and telling the story from a first-person point of view. And I always found that whole genre kind of obnoxious. And I just found it kind of gratuitous and obnoxious. But I did it with When I Walk because I believed that, well, I still believe that stories of people with disabilities are not being told. And uh, the best way to tell it, for me to have told it was to tell my own story about what I was going through. So just to back up, I had diagnosed with multiple sclerosis uh, in 2005. It took about two years till I got the courage to put, to be in front of the camera. So I told my own story in front of the camera about what I was going through with MS and followed myself for the next seven years. So that was when I walk was me grappling with being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and all the events that followed up with that. Yes, and one one big part of that movie was was also the story of you meeting your wife, and and and, and in, I'm guessing that I believe you were start you started the film before that moment, and tell me how that changed the story and just changed everything. Yeah, so like, uh, so I had started the film. I was already filming for three and a half years before I met my wife, Alice, and um, 
then she became a critical part of the story. So uh, all of a sudden the story shifted in a way that I didn't think that it would and that the viewer obviously didn't think that it would. And there was somebody in, uh, in my story and a new character that was introduced in the film. And all of a sudden the film took a, a different turn. So it was really, it was really neat. Yes, and one, Wait. and one yeah. fun fact that's not shared in the movie is at the same time that Jason met Alice, both Jason and Alice met me. So I'm not going to take any credit for it, but, <laughs> but, but it's like every time I see them and I share people with people who don't know the two of you about your story, especially back when it was on Netflix and people were like saying, what's a movie we can watch on Netflix? I said, this is a really cool story. I know both of them. I met both of them at the same time. And it's, yeah, that's right. and it, and it like brings something personal that it's not that somebody I know has this movie out on Netflix. Like what, and I know you and working with PBS and have had stuff on PBS and HBO. And what was it like to have a film on, on like the distribution platform of the moment being on Netflix and just being available digitally? That was really interesting, you know, like, uh, so I obviously have seen like the changes and the change in distribution over the years. So I'm like right in the middle of, changes in camera and changes in so cameras all went digital so I grew up like filming everything on actual film I know it blows a lot of people's minds but like I filmed on film and um, then all of a sudden everything switched and all the film stuff got people lost like thousands and thousands of dollars on their cameras and their equipment, their editing equipment, and everything shifted to digital. And Netflix is part of that whole, that whole, um, that whole world. So Netflix was quick to jump on it, but they saw digital platform being a new source of distribution. So uh, it was nice, you know. And actually, Netflix play, pays a pretty good amount for your film distribution. So so it was good because it was another source of revenue so it wasn't relying on broadcasters all the time. And they have a big audience, too. Absolutely. I think I've, I always am impressed by Netflix's Trojan horse story of getting, every, getting it to everyone's homes, starting with the DVDs, then adding the streaming, and then playing down the DVDs to the yeah. point where it was like, here's this free video thing you already have, which you're eventually going to want to pay for instead of what you were already paying us for. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about what you've been working on since when I walked, including the access maps, which I was, I just went back and watched some of your videos about that. I can say, I remember a few years ago, I had a birthday party in the city and and Alice was there, and and she came in, and then you were waiting. You were there outside since you briefly came in to say hi because it was a venue and it was a restaurant you couldn't get in, and and it and it was really nice seeing you guys. But at the same time, it was 
shame you couldn't get in. So tell me a little bit about yeah. Access Maps. Yeah, so Access Map is just to put it really quickly in its pitch, is a crowdsourced tool for finding accessible locations. Uh, it's available all around the world. It's on the web, but the exciting thing is that it's on iOS and that means it's on iPhones and Google Play, so Android phones. And it's it's a, it's a way for people to rate, review, and find places that are accessible. And by accessible, I mean wheelchair accessible or good for people with all different kinds of disabilities. So that's all it is, you know, in that job, it's really simple. Something like this just didn't exist before. Before, so me and then uh, there's a few other uh, websites that exist around the world, but I jumped on it because I just saw that this was something that needed to be done, and uh, it's really grown. Like over the years, it's grown quite a bit. That that's powerful. Like, what is a location that you think? was the biggest surprise to embrace the access maps and finding places of that sort, be able to do that. You mean like some place that wasn't like, 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 like when you thought of it, was there like one particular city or country or something where you thought that was it on the, in the back of your mind as this would be perfect for this town or this place that just showed up and it's been a big success there. Well, I would say at home here in New York is actually, like, the biggest city that supported Access Lab. Because while New York City is, like, a, probably, like, a, you know, it's, like, a definitely, like, a 4 out of 10 for its accessibility, it's really embraced the fact that it has, has its faults and has its challenges of accessibility. But it's... Uh, quick to realize and make public its its challenges of being an old city, like Paris as well. They're just old cities that just aren't accessible because they weren't built with that in mind. But New York City and its administration and its business owners have come out and really supported Access Map and trying to make it happen or trying to make it known that that we want to make changes. And that That's great. I commend you on the work that you've done on the city and beyond with that. And you're welcome. And what are other projects have you been working on as well and things involving film or not film? So I'm working on a New York Times off-doc, which should be coming out in a couple of weeks or three weeks, I think. And it's all about the Medicaid system throughout the 50 states. So looking specifically at the U.S. and the faults and my findings about the um, discrepancies between the different states and how Medicaid is, Medicaid <coughs> is, um, is a social service and a uh, way for people with disabilities or low income to be able to access state funding, to be able to get the health care that they need 
but it's looking at the discrepancies between all the 50 states and how there is a, a, just a difference in what you can access depending on where you are. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Jason, any final thoughts before we go? Um, thank you very much for being here today. No, thank you very much, Ian. So, uh, so I look forward to seeing this or hearing it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just working hard. And tell, I want to tell the viewers to go to uh, accessmap.com. So A-X-S-M-A-P.com. Get out there and rate places and review places, download the app, things like that, and uh, just help to make this world a more accessible place. It's really easy and it's free to do. AXSMaps, accessmaps.com. Jason DeSilva, Emmy Award winning Jason DeSilva, thank you very much for being a guest on the show today. And, and, and a shout out to Alice. Hello, Alice. Yeah, well, sorry. I will. All right. All right. You have a good day. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks a lot, Ian. And thank you to Jason DeSilva for being our guest. You can check out his work at accessmaps.com. That is A-X-S-M-A-P.com. His film, When I Walk, is available on most places where you can find movies. You're listening to Eisenberg. This is your favorite podcast. Our website is yourfavoritepodcast.com. My name is Ian Eisenberg. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Have a great Eisenberg, everybody.